people like people like games. your host i'm solo and i'm lilo and this is the best damn gaming podcast in the industry there we go anywho that's what i like to hear we usually have to prologue our show a little bit with the obvious plugins because you know social media yep we gotta get our name out there let's go let's go Twitter at people like games hit us up say what's up we need listeners uh, we want to reach out to people because we are starting a new interview segment right we want we'll your stories we want your stories talking to listeners about why they play games mm-hmm. it'll be five to 15 minute interviews and we'll just talk about why gaming is important to you and you know your favorite games etc and so that way we can always be you know give a chance for the listeners to hear other listeners and for us to learn more about you guys and so and girls and whatever denominations you choose to associate yourself with if you like games we like you (laughs) speaking of multiple denominations that's where you can find us on if you want to listen (laughs) itunes google play soundcloud anchor so on and so forth and we will be on Spotify yep. by the end of the month. So making moves. You heard it here, Chee- folks. Solo. Chee-chee. Solo saying we're going through on Spotify. So Spotify, oh, yeah. in case you're listening, anyone oh, yeah. in Spotify is listening, don't it. worry. We, we, we love you. All right? We love you. We want we to be on. We know we're getting it. <laughs> we're getting it. We know we're getting it at this point. So, uh, you know, feel free to keep joining the ride, as we say. Help us, you know, join us uh, as we... You know, keep making these big moves, but on this anyway, journey, baby, we're going on together. Now I'm gonna pass the rock over to Lilo to give a little bit of a uh, table of contents of what you guys and girls and are people. about to listen to. What you people, what you people be, are about what, to listen to. What you to. can expect. So uh, the rundown of the show is that we have four separate segments coming up. The first one is going to be Quick Scope, and I know this is going to be sound repetitive for people that have heard it, but I'm sorry I have to go through it. Quick Scope, giving you a quick scope of the industry of what Solo and I found interesting about the news in the past week, because we do weekly episodes, right? Um, cover anything from games to new news to rumors to a lot of business aspects that Solo likes to cover. So we go into those things. After Quickscope is going to come the rumor mill, and the rumor mill is when we talk about just rumors, things that we think are going to happen based off of what is percolating around on the interwebs, as you would say. Follow that with the game spotlight that I'll cover. I'll cover a game that I really enjoy or I'm really excited about personally, and I want to give you more details about that and essentially vouch for why I think you should also be interested in this game if you're into that type of thing. And then finally, we do our final lap segment, and that final lap segment is going to cover um, pretty much any topic that we really want to talk more about in any given week and uh, this particular week with e3 coming up next week and if you don't know what e3 is we'll get more to that a little bit later but uh 
E3's coming up next week, the biggest gaming convention that you could ever think of. We have our predictions this week, and we want to give you that. So, without further ado, let's roll into our quick scope. And our first article on quick scope is going to be about Square Enix, one of my favorite companies, favorite video gaming companies, Kingdom Hearts 3. Yep. I hear you. Uh, so Square Enix has officially decided. So Square Enix has multiple branches, by the way. But what they have officially decided is that Square Enix Montreal is no longer going to create any Go, quote unquote, Go games. All right. And what are Go games? Go games are games uh, that were created by Square Enix for the mobile platform for iOS and Android. That covered IP that they had, including Lara Croft, Dusex, and uh, what else? Hitman. There we go. And these games were being sold for $4.99 on the marketplace, but our puzzlers for these particular IPs and were fun, top-down platform puzzlers, and you sort of figured out what to do and where to go on. But with the recent shift in the iOS gaming app market and just gaming app market in general with new free-to-play games coming out of super high quality, there's this huge monetary gap that people aren't willing to cross because they don't get the same quality of content, um, or rather, they yeah. get the same quality of content when they're free. So, yeah, that's what this they're, is something they're doing. we spoke about prior with regards to Nintendo's mobile strategy, where as when they released Mario Run, they were charging nine ninety nine to be able to buy the whole game, and mm-hmm. you had the ability to like. I guess sample it or have like a trial run with it by doing the first level and they found they couldn't make too much money so when they released Fire Emblem you know we we covered that literally Fire Emblem made five times the amount of money that Mario did because the exact reason that's where Enix is abandoning the Go series which is people and the creator mentioned it which is people don't want to pay premium for mobile games yep 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 exactly that's exactly you get free to play quality games and it's all about those microtransactions as we've covered multiple weeks in a row so you'll know all about that but absolutely but now on to uh a game that we and by we i mean i and by i i mean i have not <laughs> been able to finish at just yet finish uh, finish okay i like where you're going for, with that right? yeah for a review but i do plan to because um and that game is God of War, obviously. And I mention it because in an interview with Gaming Bolt magazine, the uh, creative director of the game, Corey Barlog, mentioned that uh, preventing leaks basically nearly killed him. And he just <laughs> talked about the fact that one of the you know, bases, bases of the games was surprise. And for any... <laughs> for any of those elements to sort of get leaked out, it would be sort of damaging to the overall reception, especially for a game that leans heavily on that in its narrative. And Surprise factor, it, baby. It is pretty great that they were able to do that. Um, I still haven't had it ruined for me, so I'm excited. And the reason I want to beat it is because hopefully, you know, we can possibly maybe get him on the show. You know, we're going to reach out and um, maybe maybe speak with them and hopefully, eventually, potentially, <laughs> I will get like, finish the game and get a review done because you will, you will. I, eventually. Bought, I bought I bought Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 HD Remix uh, one month ago and I literally took like the packaging off 
like the other day. And <laughs> didn't I saw even put the CD take, in. I, I literally even haven't the taken CD it in. out of the box. I haven't taken the CD out of the box yet. And so, uh, goodness. I'm going to get around to it. I'm going to yeah. get around to that shit. Slow but, and steady, yeah. slow and steady. Yo, look out for the review of Game, or sorry, of God of War <laughs> in 2022. Okay, everybody? 2022, <laughs> it's coming out. We're the Final <laughs> Fantasy VII remake of... Well, I, honestly, yeah, right, right before they're probably gonna drop it right before the freaking 30, 35 year anniversary, or some shit like that, or thirtieth yeah, yeah, anniversary. Yeah. Anyway, that's how we right. run though. It's funny as hell. Uh, <laughs> guys, don't hold your breath, but it's coming. Okay, it's coming. It is this. But don't hold your breath. This year, let's go with this year. That's a good this timeline. I'll give you six more months. You can figure it out. All right, exactly. Uh, moving on. You can argue with the semantics of what a year is later. <laughs> yeah. Are we talking? Uh, I digress. Okay. Uh, next news, in case you're a fan of the MOBA series, League of Legends. I know I am. That was my old bay. That's what I... <laughs> old bay. That's funny. Sorry. Uh, that's, that's my... You and your youth language. I've invested... Honestly, 250 to 300 plus hours into League of Legends, so I definitely love my league. But uh, Riot Games has announced plans to donate 100% of their proceeds of the new skin that they are coming out for Cho'Gath to charity for the upcoming month. It'll be from June 21st to July 20th. It is called Dark Star Cho'Gath, and you can see a preview of it online if you want to see what Cho'Gath does. Uh, This is an epic skin, or rather a legendary skin, meaning you're going to have new sound cues and in-game motions. But what's cool about this is that it actually comes from... It was designed and built with League of Legends fan named Brian as part of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So this kid, uh, or this man, whoever it was really, uh, wanted to impact League of Legends, his favorite game. And he he designed a skin that they then incorporated, which I think is a very cool thing. And a full month of getting skins, like every time a new skin comes out, people buy it like hotcakes anyway. All that money going to charity is incredible. And I'm happy to see that, you know, esports is bridging that gap between charity and it's like furthering outreach that's what esports should do that's what video games should do now that we're considered real sports our genre and uh i don't know i'm excited to to hear more about how much they raise and what charity it actually goes to because oh just kidding uh well yeah unfortunately they don't list the charities that they're going to donate this money to but they will donate it all so Ideally, ideally. But anyway, on to far, far more interesting. Actually, not interesting because I think that is a great idea and I think it's a wonderful concept. I saw Overwatch had done that with the Mercy skin for breast cancer awareness. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, More games should follow in this manner. Fortnite, I'm looking at you. You would get a whole lot of money donated to charity on your end, but... They will. They're going to do it. I digress. And we move on to some interesting App Store uh, statistics. So a recent uh, market intelligence report by the firm App Annie revealed that uh, in the App Store, 75% of consumer spending was done on games, but games only account for 31% of the downloads. So uh, actually, the... So in total, on iOS games, there's 31.9 billion spent, as I just mentioned. An so interesting, much money. Very, very, very curious statistic. Not curious, but exemplary statistic. 
APAC territories, which is Asia and Pacific region territories alone, accounted for 21.1 billion of that. That's so fucking crazy. Asians be playing video games with their cell phones, baby. Seriously. Oh my goodness. And in the Americas, I want to say Americas accounts for South and North. There was only 7.5 billion, but uh, the number of games in total have decreased overall uh, in terms of the amount being downloaded. I think that makes sense because over there's time, so have, many so many games coming through that they not, are I mean, just not even games just in terms of the apps that are available for other things like social productivity so on so forth right no that, i get that that have popped up in the in between and gaming on mobile has sort of lagged behind in terms of offering anything interesting and worthwhile Dude, when you say they lack behind these fucking numbers tell you the complete opposite story granted they only count for 30 percent of the downloads people are clearly repeatedly playing these games and spending a shit ton of money on them so if you're wondering in my opinion why apple decided to give games its own one-fifth of the tabs at the bottom you know how you can go to the home pages search it's because they're making what 31 billion dollars a year off of freaking in in app store games that's i was just listening to this on a wonderful podcast you guys should all listen to you people should listen to uh exponent f exponent is the name it's technology podcast go listen to it but Mm. anywho anyway now on to some Actually, no, no, no. That, that's about all we had for the. Uh, did you the wrap it together? Portions. You like, did both yeah. two, two at once. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, okay. There, was, there, there was. There's only. There's only so much to mention for the fact that you know, the spending's accounted. Whatever. I hear. I. Well, uh, moving on from iOS and news in that realm, we're going to Xbox, and we're going to talk about the fact that some of your favorite games in the Star Wars world, guess what? Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Star Wars The Force Unleashed, Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2, and Star Wars The Complete Lego Saga is coming out on the Xbox Game Pass. If you don't know what the Xbox Game Pass is, it is the new service. You can pay $10 a month to download and play unlimited amount of games. It's sort of like Gamefly for Xbox specifically, but guess what? You're getting your new, some new Star Wars titles thrown in the mix in case you're a fan and you want to uh, scratch that itch and play those games. I highly recommend Knights of the Republic, one of the best RPGs ever made, honestly, not even kidding. Star Wars Saga is always very fun to play, but then the coolest ones that definitely channel the Force powers the best are Star Wars Force Unleashed. So they pick the great four games to bring over to Xbox Game Pass and you should uh, you should definitely check it out. And Xbox is also having a E3 sale that starts on Thursday. I don't know all the details, but go check it out. Uh, on their Twitter page or just on their website. But I wonder, yeah. What What do you think there would be? That's weird. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Desperation. Maybe. Right. Maybe we'll get to that in the final app. But anyway, anyway, on to our next story. And that is Bungie getting a $100 million investment from NetEase. Uh, basically, they sold a minority stake in their company. And the reason it was, or caught my eye when I was taking a look, you know, I'm just sort of doing a little bit of research for articles for said show, um, was that it was a Chinese online gaming company. And 
that made me think, ding, 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 where's our favorite company at? Money, Why money, did Tencent? money. Yeah, no. Why did right. Tencent not buy this? They put $100 million. That's like pennies for uh, for Tencent. But apparently, uh, and actually it's pretty curious too, which is that they were trying to claim that... Wait, wait, wait. Tell Bungie me, isn't was- Bungie owned by Activision? <laughs> okay, right? Or No, Club- I think Bungie is an independent studio now. Oh, right, right. Okay, never mind. I'm thinking Activision is already 10 cents invested in Activision. So it's like, uh... Okay, I digress. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. It's it's just curious because the uh, fact is that the CEO, Pete Parsons, of Bungie is trying to deny the fact that they're making this partnership to be able to bring their games into the Chinese market because... I just found out that Destiny is not in the Chinese market, and that yeah, surprises man. me. Mm-hmm. And that probably hurts their numbers a whole lot in terms of overall players when you're not breaking into a rabid fan base of gamers. But anyway, can't Different do anything laws, about man. that. Uh, I'm, I mean, obviously, now you're going to see Destiny going into China. And we are now going to keep our eye on NetEase because it looks like... Tencent may have a competitor or it's probably just like <laughs> another guy from Tencent went and started his own company he just hangs out with the Tencent guys and I hear you yeah. dude I, I think this is where like a ding 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 challenger 2 appears that that soundbite would fit perfect oh, not even kidding <laughs> I, I, but you know we're just gonna hit him with the uh, it's uh, oh yeah oh yeah it's not he's throwing down it's getting in it's the uh, time to do it baby honestly we'll, we'll see more about that On, I, I'm sure if we look closer on paper we'll be like there are specific reasons why Bungie did it, of course, but then maybe NetEase is already owned by Tencent and we just don't know about it. So that'd be funny as hell. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. to them, it's going to allow them to dedicate resources to creating new IP because all they focus on is Destiny, which doesn't speak too well, but I, 100 million can't hurt in terms of trying to scale up. That's true. 100 mil. I mean, they got a big-ass team, but we'll see where this goes. I like you the made matchup. Halo. Make a good game. I was going to say, I love Bungie, so we know they have the the genius, if you would, to do that. Um, Seriously. Thinking about new IP and how this rolls into the next topic, the former Sony CEO, Jack Tretton, has launched a new partnership with Epic Games to fund a PC-first indie games market rather indie game studio that will be utilizing the unreal engine 4 so it's called interactive gaming ventures igv and it was launched in march with trenton at the helm and they will be investing or rather he will be investing between 1 million and 5 million in each project that these indie teams that they will i guess hire are going to be coming up with um they're targeting two to three different indie teams a year for the next seven years. And the idea is that the indie teams are going to con- like have complete control of their own projects, but they just want to foster an environment that allows indie teams that are fledgling and developing to come up with new ideas, new IPs that they can then make money off of together as a team and provide a platform for those indie developers to make connections in the environment and all that shit. It's just, it's a really cool idea. So look out, Epic Games... <laughs> we're bringing it back. Epic Games has uh, ownership by Tencent. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so you're talking about Tencent and just looping it in. It kind of relates. Uh, Epic Games, former Sony CEO, making moves. They're all trying to get some more money, trying to get some more ideas out there because they know. I think everyone knows. I guess battle royales are a phase. They are a phase. They're eventually going to die out. Phase. And so by starting, um, seeding 
seeding the ground, sowing the land, getting new indie developers out there with new IP ideas. I think it's a very smart move. Smart move of them. So mm-hmm. see where that goes. I agree. I agree. And speaking of the Tencent octopus, um, on to another battle royale, um, and maybe a potential example of what is, you know, the a casualty of the fact that the battle royale might be a phase, excluding Fortnite, which has sort of carved its own niche. You know, I'm I'm not going to okay. sort of include that in in the battle royale genre anymore. It is a battle royale genre, but bear with me on my contradictory. Statement. Argument. But <laughs> anyway, uh, PUBG has seen its average users go down almost 50% for 2018, uh, specifically at 44.7%. But Fortnite has just thoroughly dominated. So we had actually covered this in an episode in January when, well, I believe in February when we saw the first potential decline because January was the last time that uh, PUBG had the top amount of players and then slowly Fortnite just sort of took over so it's like we had talked about off show which was when did the Fortnite momentum start and it was like October to January was all PUBG and then it feels like January February tipped the point where Fortnite took over and each and we had talked about it went ten down ten percent and so it's pretty ridiculous what some of these statistics show that it was increasing at almost sixty four percent month to month from July to October and sixty four percent from month to month that's exponential that's insane yeah, insane and Fortnite actually came out in November so when that came out it did see its growth stall so. It looks like the moment Fortnite came up, it was like this, and then it sort of started crossing each other because yeah, of the January graph was, was crossing a, paths. Yeah, it took it took it took Fortnite four months to take over PUBG. It's just a different style, and like we talked about, various reasons for sure. More gamey, that's just a quicker wild. pace. It's just that's wild for a company crazy. to see almost exponential growth month to month and then for a competitor to come and knock you off your perch within four freaking months four months is all they needed dude That's the hype wild. is real the hype is real Fortnite's a real deal man interesting Fortnite confluence is of technology yeah and confluence of games That's awesome good for them but yeah we're getting tired about talking about Fortnite Hopefully we say we that every time from epic Epic sometime. That's what I want to do. I want to talk to some people from the Epic team and how they're able to do that. Because when we had talked about PUBG early on, I thought the most impressive aspect was the scaling of the game and Dude, not PUBG crashing is still every minute. super popular. But wait until remember how they're releasing Fortnite in China? Oh my goodness! Once Tencent releases mm-hmm. that shit, it might be game over. Oh yeah, for once they release Fortnite in China, it's a wrap. Though we'll see more cheating in Fortnite, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Moving on to our next topic. In a move that surprises no one, Xbox and Microsoft have decided they are going to allow digital assistance on their platform so you can use it in your Xbox One. This means that your Amazon or Alexa or Google Assistant can come and help you navigate the Xbox menu. This is something that has been in the books for a while, something that um, Microsoft has definitely been trying to push. If everyone 
doesn't know, I'm going to let you know. Xbox One launched with the Kinect, and that shit died very quickly. So Xbox Kinect essentially had all of these same capabilities. You can still use, utilize them. Microsoft launched Cortana. Cortana was another digital assistant that has since died as well, and people just use it because it's a separate app. Uh a lot of people love Amazon and Alexa and what she can do and how intricate her her UI is, I guess you'd say. Uh, Google Assistant is also pretty popular and playing all that music. People love what they've done. These big-ass companies have been able to do. And Microsoft is just uh, riding that bandwagon. So get ready. You're going to have Connect 2.0 in the form of Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant. Okay. Yeah, agreed. I think it's an interesting addition and a long time coming. We'll see a lot more of these crossovers. I mean, Discord was the first one that happened a couple of weeks back, and yep. the the integrations will continue as you know Microsoft's focus as a company is the cloud. It's the cloud, man. They're switching and services and they're just with, riding the bandwagon. And I you can't blame Microsoft. Them. We'd be amiss not to mention they recently required, if you know anything about technology, GitHub, a code open source coding repository they bought a 7.5 billion hopefully they keep it open and free and exactly the way it is because someone who has taught himself to program it is and was and will always continue to be an incredible resource so microsoft don't skype this shit up <laughs> but now moving on to the next story and actually a little bit of bad news for Nintendo. So uh, the Nintendo stock seemingly dropped pretty harshly. It fell almost 7% uh, on Monday after losing 4% on Friday. And it's actually, and this is according to Bloomberg, the largest two-day decline since December 2016. And it's left the stock as low as level since September. I'm a little curious as to why the stock would dip. I do believe that they have not released a game in a couple of months to maintain the demand of the Switch. And if you have one, it's not getting as much usage as it saw towards the Christmas season when it was the most popular item in the world. And granted, they have Smash Brothers coming up and they have, I think, uh, and Pokemon coming up. Mm-hmm. They're really crossing a lot of the same market in terms of the games they're going to be releasing, you know? They're not necessarily expanding, so maybe that's what the investors are looking at to say, well, shit, all you have in the pipeline for major games are sort of things that the people who bought Zelda or Mario are already going to buy. Where are you going to expand towards if everyone who bought a Switch already bought a Switch then technically? Right. That's sort of a fear. So we'll see what Mike we'll see what Nintendo has cooked up. I mean, I'm sure this is just a, a, a panic move on the heels of E three. I don't know why they would, but Right. What do we not know is what I'm wondering about that. Because that's, that's a, that's a significant drop over a weekend, for sure. So and now we're going to keep our eye on E three because Insider trading is the name of the game. That means someone knows something. Someone's exactly. some info. But someone so. like disseminated that information to people who had a lot of money who could definitely yeah. drop that shit. That yeah, were like, that. sell, sell, sell. And you're like, what the fuck? Ba- Why? Basically a massive sell-off right before E3, which means we're going to keep our eye on Nintendo to see, you know, what the fuck they doing with E3. But ah, I don't know. anyway, anyway. All right. Uh, uh, 
Go ahead. What were you saying? Yeah, I was, so was going to say, let's, let's move on to a better story. <laughs> the better story being this could potentially be a reason or potentially not a reason that uh, Nintendo stock dropped. But uh, Asus has revealed a <laughs> new Switch competitor that is coming out in the form of their cell phone. The cell phone is probably the beefiest cell phone I've ever seen in my entire life. What do I mean by that? Well, this cell phone, let me get the specs for you real fast. I'm trying to bring them up. It's called the Asus ROG phone and it has a 90 hertz refresh rate screen. Okay, it's got vapor cooling inside the cell phone itself, which I don't even understand what it means, but I know it's you're cooling down the processor same way that there's liquid cooling on your computer, meaning there's literal liquid running through a mechanism that allows for faster heat transfer. Okay, there's so there's vapor cooling, which is insane, and there's a whole bunch of gaming accessories that come with this cell phone, or at least you can buy it in addition to this cell phone. Let me give these specs. Okay, so the processor processor is called a Speedbind 2.96 gigahertz Qualcomm Snapdragon 845. The GPU is a Qualcomm Adreno 630. The display is going to be six inches. It's going to be a 2160 by 1080 OLED panel with like a 90 hertz refresh rate, like I said, with a one millisecond pixel response time, meaning the pictures change real fucking fast. So don't worry about that. It's got HDR support and it is going to weigh 200 grams. I thought you really care. 400 milliamp hours uh, battery, eight gigabytes of RAM, which is the most RAM in any phone ever. It's going to have 128 gigabytes or 512 gigabytes of solid state memory, which is insane for a cell phone because it's tiny and thin. It's 802.11ad. Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, headphone jacks, uh, dual front-facing speakers, and all this stuff going on. So why is it a Switch competitor? Well, it can run all the shit the same way the Switch can. They're also attaching two Wi-Fi connected controllers that you can put on the side of the phone itself that look just like the Joy-Con controllers because it's got triggers, it's got the thumbstick, it's got the D-pad, it's got the other trigger, it's got the Y, X, A, and B. It's literally the same fucking thing. It's the same fucking thing. Well, let's see how long they survive when Nintendo sues them as they're being sued. Right, exactly. So it's funny is that... uh, this this company is actually suing so nintendo is actually being sued by a peripheral game maker because apparently the switch infringed in their patents it's called game vice and the game vice has actually sued nintendo in the past but the long short of it is that game vice is suing nintendo because they say nintendo infringed upon their design and their patent that they released in 2015 nintendo released the switch in 2016 I don't think they're going to win, but it could be interesting if they do. Then you have Asus coming out with this new ROG phone. It's got these two attachments that look just like Joy-Cons. I wonder if they're going to be sued too by Game Vice and like what goes on in that mix. But it's a interesting little uh, trio we have. Um, this competitor, I think this, this cell phone is definitely... I don't know if it's going to... There's no price listed yet because it's just been revealed, but... It's definitely going to sell a shit ton of phones in China because we know the China mobile market is booming, except uh, in America, I don't know if anyone's going to want to spend like 1200 on a cell phone. Granted, we buy iPhone X's all year round, but yeah, you know, same shit. we'll see. We'll anyway, see how it goes. on to a little story that is potentially massive, but actually simultaneously not really a big deal. Because apparently, according to PC Games Insider, Valve has just plugged a security flaw that existed in 
Steam's code for a decade and a half, and the oversight discovered by Context Information Security's Tom Court in February uh, was basically that every single user was exposed to hijack attempts from third parties, uh, and that's because the flaw was in Steam's code from its early days and was never addressed because no one attempted to exploit it. The custom Steam protocol did not check the first data package exchange, leaving it open to exploitation from malevolent parties. Uh, upon hearing about it, Valve obviously rolled out a patch to get it fixed, and funny enough, then ended up uh, offering a new uh, company thing, which was that they uh, did bug bounties, which is that if you could yeah. break into yeah. any of their systems, they'll pay you. A lot of app companies do it. And actually, a little interesting note, which is something I just found, and even Lilo has not heard about it, but is an update to our story from last week regarding Steam uh, Link being denied from the App Store. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's that now in June, Apple has now revised its guidelines to permit, quote unquote, mirroring apps. And that was apparently what was stopping it. But I didn't know this. It has a longstanding policy to reject apps that sell games and other softwares on a third party platform. So it makes sense why it's never come on to the App Store, because, I mean, if the... If Steve Jobs was around, he would have been smart enough to make a deal with them where they were getting a percentage of the percentage Steam was taking. Right, but right, right. they don't have Steve. R.I.P. Steve. It ain't Steve, though. <laughs> who, who came up with that phrase? Who came up with that phrase? Oh, it ain't Steve, God. though. But anyway, uh, they can now access their libraries that they already have to be able to mirror it. I'm a little surprised that Apple never had mirroring capabilities allowed in any of their apps, uh, but I guess with augmented reality, virtual reality, that's something well, that'll have to change. I find that update interesting in just that we, we kind of called it. We knew Steam was going to get their app on the store. We just weren't sure how. And it being such a big market, you know, a- Apple definitely cut a deal. It's not like Apple just did this out of the goodness of their hearts. Yeah, they definitely agreed. did get a did get some money out of this so we'll see i don't know we'll see where that goes yeah. all right uh almost rounding out quayscope but not quite yet i'm going to just let you know that ubisoft has officially announced their new assassin's creed game because they kind of fluffed up and uh someone leaked out an image of the new assassin's creed game it is officially called assassin's creed odyssey and it will take place in ancient greece so in case you're wondering, that's no longer a rumor. That is fact, and it's something we saw a few weeks back, but now, yeah, it's been set in stone with Ubisoft officially announcing that Assassin's Creed Odyssey will be releasing. Expect to see that at E3, to be honest, yeah. Now that I think yeah, about it, it's I'm, probably going to be... just a little upset that apparently they're not going to stick to the lessons they learned from Assassin's Creed Origins and stick to a two-year development cycle because I feel like that gave them a good way to sort of tinker with some better changes. But, uh, you know, we'll see what uh, we'll see what comes up at E3. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, on to our last story of Quickscope. And, and very interesting one, which could potentially have major ramifications and that is that phase clan if you're familiar with them and if you are an esports fan they have a dominant csgo team very popular 
Fortnite team, they actually really hang out with NFL player for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yep, and yep. they have actually been sued by the California-based clothing company, Phase Apparel. So that's all F-A-Z-E is capitalized. And for Phase, the F is capitalized, Z is capitalized. And the basis is that it's a alleged trademark infringement over the use of the word Phase on apparel items sold by the esports teams. Uh, I normally would say that you know, this is sort of silly and they can get it dismissed. But the reason I say it's very serious, it potentially has serious ramifications, is that on May 22nd, District Judge uh, R. Gary Klausner granted a motion for preliminary preliminary injunction sought by phased apparel that will prohibit phased clan from selling merchandise on it with the word phase on it without clan being prominently displayed. So that is until the litigation's resolved. So no more big shirts with the word phase on it and clan on the back. There has to be like a huge clan there to uh, create to basically fix it. And if they've already granted a preliminary injunction on a case that was filed just a few months ago, you can guarantee that the phase clan is going to lose. And the reason I say that is because phase apparel trademarked the word phase in March 2013 and in May 2013 phase clan and haha if you're not familiar with patents in the United States patent and trademark system there is a first to file rule which is the first person to file their patent is the one who gets the ownership so uh, how do you think uh, I think it was Edison got the light bulb because he was first to file and so that's what, that's what the that's what the game's about. And so, if you're if you if you have the idea, this is there's a cautionary tale and a lesson. If you have an idea, pull the trigger. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise, because first to file, baby. But anyway, um, they had actually hit them up and claimed that yo you you're violating um, our. Uh, they sent cease and desist letters over to FaZe Clan in 2014 and 2016, which they apparently just ignored and <laughs> just kept selling Ballers. their apparel. Nice. And These guys, like, point, they won't do anything. They're seeking almost $2 billion. Oh, $2 million. Excuse me, $2 million. Oh, Jesus. I, I was like, that. what? No way and, FaZe and Clan is that shit. And if all goes according to what it seems is going to happen, FaZe Clan may have to rename themselves. Hmm. Well, I mean, they have so much apparel it, that would suck, but it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. That's true. Otherwise, what they're gonna lose a lot of money. A lot what of money. Could you do? Right. Damn. All right. Well, thank you for that story about phase versus phase, because I was confused as shit at first More when you were talking about it. More legal lessons from Solo. <laughs> right? If you want legal lessons, come to Solo. Uh, legal lessons in the gaming arena. With that, we wrap up Quick Scope, and we're rolling on to our next segment. Rumor Mill. All right. So, in this set, we got Rumor Mill, and... Uh, I guess, what are the rumors you, you want to talk about? You, you got any you want to go with, or should I just so, uh, rattle them off? Uh, you know, I, I was going to go with Fortnite was going to be coming to Switch, but I think that's sort of all been, which sort of disproves our, our initial conversation of there would be nothing to play on Fortnite, depending on how the mechanics end up playing out on the Switch. But we'll see. Anyway, 
Uh, and Nothing it is a Fortnite. question I was going to ask you with regards to what you're covering in the game spotlight, but I'll ask okay. you then after you jump into it. But the fact that uh, I think Nintendo or the company may have already like indirectly confirmed that it is coming to Switch. So gotcha. Fortnite is coming to Switch. And yeah, more more letting you know. More of a potentially confirmed. So I'll, I'll keep it in the rumor mill. I think that's a. I think it could be huge. I think for the Switch has such a huge market of or huge demographic of players like they're going to go from like 7 to ever. <laughs> Dude, you if you think these kids don't already play Fortnite, then I think you're crazy cuz they got cell phones and shit like that. It's just a bigger screen, probably nicer and hopefully smoother. If it comes with the base game, neither you nor I have played the base game, which I think is what they'd be releasing if they did release Fortnite on the Switch. So I'm so curious how much more money Fortnite's going to make. <laughs> yeah. A year once they include Dude, uh, they Nintendo gotta, into like, their milk that cash register. cow. Milk that oh, wait, cash wait. cow. We got, I got, I got to hit it up because I think, I think Epic Games is getting on the coin, the ding, coin ding. level. So I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna throw some coins. So welcome to the club, Tencent, Epic, PUBG could have been the 2017 coin company, but sorry, you now get Falco dying slowly. No. <laughs> so uh, that's a little upsetting because I did really love the story of the creator of PUBG. So we're not really messing with you guys. We're just having a joke, having a laugh at your expense, which great. <laughs> 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 Anywho, right. uh, what else? Do you got anything for us? Yeah, I think uh, so. On this is something we saw on Twitter, and it is from Nintendo Everything. There are apparently new officially licensed GameCube controllers for Switch. In case you're a fan of the uh-huh. GameCube controller, I know I am. That game... Super Smash, rather, Super Smash. Dude, Super Smash. Like, literally, GameCube controllers on the... Just... I think they were the most comfortable. They were weird as hell. Don't get me wrong. The C-Stick is definitely really weird and interesting in the sense that, like... I don't know. It was a weird controller, but I think it form-fitted your hand the best, and I... It sort of this reminds me of the move that every other company is making in bringing back retro consoles and things like that. Honestly, and they need to bring back retro the controllers. gray wireless controller because Ooh, that had the perfect yes, hand fit, yes. not the small purple ones. Because you're talking about, yeah, it was a little bit bigger, had the battery pack on the back, mm-hmm. and then it, it was able to connect. Mm-hmm. Plus, remember you had the, the different dials that said, like, channel 1, channel 2, channel 3, channel 4, mm-hmm. all that, that shit. That so, was yeah. by far the best controller for the console. I hear you. You needed some so. big-ass double batteries, double-A batteries that yeah. people forget about. Like, oh, my God. Does anyone even use batteries Seriously. anymore? Let's be real. Everything's rechargeable. Uh, yeah. So. Battery needs everything. The mouse I'm okay. using right now needs batteries. Fair enough. Okay, that's yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. remember the last time I actually used them because everything's plugged in. But I digress. Look out for GameCube controllers, apparently, on the Switch. I don't know when they're going to be released. I don't know if they're actually going to be released. It could be just fake news, but it looks like it's real news, especially if it's coming from Nintendo. So, Yeah, yeah. What's and our final rumor, man? What you final got? Final rumor is a little build-up because, as you know, this is a long time coming. The... That's actually a game we're going to review on time. Kingdom Hearts 3. We're going to have a dual review. We're probably going to live stream us playing it. It's going to be bomb because we're going to figure out the way to pull video off by November. And the... Let's let's mark it. The rumor is that uh, Kingdom Hearts is set to be released between October to December 2018. 
wow, we're so surprised at the show that said like two months ago that that show is coming out November 1st. Right. Well, what? You yeah. heard it here. Uh, that is because if you do not know. Do you really not know? Yes. Because it is a big Tell deal. Tell Kevin. Tell him, Kevin. We are sort of a big deal around here. There you go. And Lilo has no idea which sound cue that was, but I'm when he goes back, he'll listen and it'll be hilarious. But I'm super excited. It's about damn time. I even plan with this excitement to go and take my game out of the box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure you're going to be able to do concurrent reviews? Because by then, you'll still be playing God of War. Like, no, you'll still have, have just I, put the CD I, of God of War in. So how can you do two at once, man? You need two different look, Xboxes. Like, I, need like, I need, like, five months to beat yeah. these next two games. Jesus Christ. You're, you're the worst. What kind of gamer are you, sir? I you need to play some more games. A gamer of the highest degree. Uh-huh. I think uh, what we'll honestly try to do is that, in case, <laughs> in case you're wondering, Solo and I, uh, last time for Kingdom Hearts 2, we ended up playing and playing the game side by side for three full days back to back to back, and we beat it within an hour of each other. Uh, I ended the game at level mm-hmm. 99, Solo ended the game at like level 92 or 95 or some shit like that, and uh, yeah, we did that because four. we were that big of fans of the game. I was back yeah. in 20, what is it, 2011, 20. 12, 2013, I don't even know. The game, KH3. Oh, it's like 2007. Yeah, 2007. 2006, maybe. Yeah, KH3 like, has been in the news since 2013, and now yeah, it's five fucking years later. <laughs> five years it's later. Almost, it, it's almost I'm a, so ready. No, no, it's not five years. It's almost a decade, bro. <laughs> what, what, what I'm saying is, since it's been announced, since they first came out with oh, the first trailer. Well, we the always first knew trailer. the third one was coming out, but it was just never clear if it was ever actually going to come out. It right. sort of became, if you're a hip hop fan, you know, like Detox or like the just lost albums of people. I was just talking about this with my brother, but I don't know if you know, the new Yay album came out and we're not going to talk about that shit because <laughs> it, it was mediocre and shit. No bueno. Six out of 10, five out of 10, had a bad day, six out of 10 on a good day. Um, Oof. And Rough. yeah, we were talking about how he, he kind of had potentially had a, a four album uh, hat set for, it was college dropout. College dropout, weight registration, uh, graduation, then good-ass job. Last album never came out, so it's just one of those. But Kingdom Hearts 3 is not one of those, because it's coming out, and it's real. And it's we real. Buy it, and we and it's going it. to be good. Hell and it's yeah. It's going to be great. But now let's move on. Let's give Lilo the rock. Let's let Lilo take this over with... <laughs> the game! Spotlight. Alright, yeah, so in this game Spotlight, I'm going to be talking about a Switch game that's coming out that I'm ready to revive some familial rivalries with, if that makes sense. Uh, So if you're wondering what the fuck I'm talking about, my brothers and I all have a Switch and we play uh, Kart right now, but we're ready to play some Nintendo sports games, and by Nintendo sports games I mean Mario Tennis Aces. So Mario Tennis Aces is actually releasing on April Uh, Sorry, uh, not April. June 22nd, 2018. And it's coming up in two weeks. But Nintendo just released a demo for Mario Tennis Aces this past weekend. So from June 1st to June 3rd, you're allowed to play Mario Tennis Aces. 
You play the tutorial and then you got to play an online tournament against real people and go through the game itself. So this is sort of my mini review and spotlight of the game. So what could you do? There was nine characters that you could play as. You only had four initially. It was Mario, Yoshi, uh, Princess Peach, and I can't remember who the fourth one was. Oh, Bowser. There we go. It was Bowser. And then as you played, you as you played in the tournament, and if you won or lost, you'd always get points, so you're always positive. But the more points you got at certain milestones, you'd be able to unlock other characters. So you could unlock uh, the Chomp Chomp. You could unlock Waluigi. You could unlock um, Spiky is what his name is called, I think. There's a couple other people, but I never got to the end of it. I didn't get to play enough. However, what is interesting about this is that the mini tutorial... Uh, was I think a best of 64 so it was a big ass tournament you had to win a lot of things to actually win the tournament um, let me go into the actual gameplay okay so in the Mario Tennis game that came out for GameCube you could do a lot of these things the same things that are in Mario Tennis Aces the shots you had were the slice the flat shot, the topspin shot, as well as the drop shot and the lob shot, which are both the same control uh, controls. As you were hitting balls, you could charge up your shots, and this created a charge meter, or rather filled a charge meter for you that allowed you to do several things. And one of these things was you could slow down time. So if your buddy hit a shot that went across the map and you were on one the left side and it went to the right side, you could use the charge meter to slow down time and run essentially like the matrix to try and grab that shot. So you were never outside of an area where you could get a shot, which is cool. Next, you could, with that same charge meter, you could do zone shots. And what these zone shots are is if there was a star symbol at a shot coming towards you, for whatever reason, you could press the R trigger, do zone shots, and these zone shots allowed you to use your tilt controls and your Joy-Con to actually aim at the court. And you could aim where you want to hit the next ball, and the opponent would have no idea where you were going, and you could shoot a super powerful shot that usually ended up in a point. What's good about these zone shots is that you'd normally automatically get a point. However, they did built in a defense to this. So if you were doing a zone shot against me, I could use my charge meter to slow down time and try to parry that zone shot. Okay. Why is that important? Because they actually gave your rackets some health in this particular game. And that's really interesting to me where each racket has three health and you have two rackets per game. If your rackets both break the two of them, then you're out of the game. You get KO'd, and so they int introduced that new type of feature. Um, say you're a player who liked to play it slow and you charge your charge meter up all the way. Once you got to max, it would go sort of Super Saiyan and turn all blue and have fire around it. That meant you were eligible to utilize a super shot. And what is the super shot? It's essentially the same thing as his own shot. You your character would do some special animation, would go up. It didn't matter where the ball was. You're always going to hit it, but you could aim at the other side. And if you hit the player, you broke the racket immediately. Didn't matter how much health they have. Didn't matter whatever the case is. Broke the racket immediately. So those are the special features that you had in the game. But whatever the case is, Mario Tennis Ace... Aces is going to allow you to play multiplayer against one other person online, which is great. It's going to allow you to play in online tournaments, which is awesome. It's going to allow you to play an adventure mode solo in case you wanted to. And this adventure mode is not just playing against other characters on different levels. It's also allowing you to play uh, sort of different 
I guess, mini games. You could hit people and whatever. Utilizing the tennis functions, you could do other things in the game. They're getting really creative. I've rambled on a a bunch. I've played that game probably a good four or five hours over this past weekend, which is pretty impressive. Um, I did not win a single fucking tournament. It is incredibly hard. I think there's a depth to it that wasn't in other Mario Tennis games, and I'm looking forward to, like I said, my family rivalry because we're all getting the game and we'll be crushing each other. Solo, I know you don't have a Switch, but I'd love to crush you too because just like in FIFA, I'd beat you at uh, Mario Tennis. I think it'd be great. So I want to... Retain my dominance in all sports games against you. That's lies, just that's all I'm saying. Lies, lies, <laughs> lies. Lies all about. But all right, all right. What can we do? What can we do other than live stream me whooping you in FIFA over the summer? Ooh, World Cup status. Ooh. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, Leo's yeah. gonna be like, oh, but I don't have FIFA 18 because he's scared. So listeners, hit up Leo on Twitter. Let's talk our shit because Leo can't beat me at FIFA, and we'll put yeah, it up yeah. on Twitch for you guys and people to find out. We'll see. People, people, people. Anyway, now on to our closing segment or ceremony, as you will. A little thing we like to call... The Final Lap. Let's go, baby. This week is going to be E3 predictions because we had initially wanted to break it up and sort of do it next week but real life and scheduling and that sort of shit so you guys are going to hear our predictions now and then you're going to find out on Wednesday if we were right or wrong but even though that's the middle of E3 then we'll follow up again the following week and see where we were You're going to get mid updates yeah the the way we release it just didn't work out so we got to give you the updates now plus other big gaming sites are releasing their updates now so we're not too far out of the norm anyway hit them with the questions we'll be be covering so Right now, I guess before we got to this final lap topic, we were just talking about E3 and what we're excited about, and we figured why not just cover this shit. One thing that we will be asking ourselves and answering today is what game per console are you excited about? So the consoles we had in question are PS4, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Both of us have some uh, games in mind that we're really looking forward to for more news, and I think uh, that'll be interesting to hear. The next question that we're going to go over is the overall biggest reveal. What do we think is going to have the most impact? What is going to have the biggest surprise factor? I guess this is subjective, but, you know, I I could say anything. But this is what I think would have the most impact. It's not too much to it. And like we have Um, said, all objective opinion is is the agreement of a bunch of subjective opinions. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Sorry if you heard that. Solo just... He somehow ventriloquist himself and came through on we had a little bit of echoing, of media. A little echoing issue because even though we took one week off for sound quality, ideally we take like three months and then hire someone. <laughs> <laughs> Go through and let it be perfect. All right. Um, so after we do our biggest reveal, we're going to talk about our biggest disappointment. What do we think is going biggest to... Biggest likely disappointment. Right. Biggest likely disappointment. What game do we think is going to just like fall flat? And mm. yes, again, subjective. We don't know. It's it's all based on your opinion, really. But hey, that's what we're giving you. We're giving you our opinion, baby. Finally, we're going to talk about... I said this is what I quoted, and I'll give you what 
Solo actually wrote, but I said, which company has the most writing on the show or which is going to have objectively the biggest drop? We essentially came to the same conclusion that how afraid is Microsoft going to be for E3? <laughs> how much do they have writing no, on no, it? No, no, no. How this and let Levo be the let us show you how Levo avoids the proper phrasing. How afraid what? should Microsoft be of failure? He's a nice guy. He doesn't want to give you the failure. I, is that, I mean, like, they're not going to fail, per se. But How I, I get it, should I get they it. be a failure? I think CFDs should be chalked up to as a failure. I think what they thought they were getting out of that was a brand new mothership to which they could hitch their wagon. But regardless, uh, let's, let's just jump into it. So yeah. uh, we're, we're going to start with Nintendo. Let's rattle off first. Yeah, let's go Nintendo Switch. I think what that do you think? easy. I think Smash because... Uh, they are doing if you if some of the listeners aren't uh, familiar uh, a smash tournament I guess they're going to introduce the game and they're inviting some of the top players or top smash players oh, in the world yeah. and will debut the game I think that's a really wonderful way to do it I think it's really interesting I think it does put the players in a sort of awkward position if they don't know the game and they get like they get smoked. Yeah, they get smoked. We'll see what happens. So yeah, we'll see what I, happens. I, I definitely agree. I think I, I would have said Smash, but there was also rumiations and rumors of uh, Mario Party, and I think Mario Party would also mm. have a huge effect because <laughs> Nintendo being the family sort of oriented company and the, the friendly type of neighborhood, Mario Party brings people together or actually tears people apart depending on how many stars you get. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case is, Monopoly. it's a sick party game. I think that would be just as popular. Well, actually, that's not true. Smash is definitely more popular. Mario Party would be great. Right? Yeah. And Pokemon, as we failed to mention <clears throat> when we covered it, the Pokemon Go EV games, whatever they were called. Yeah. Pokemon Let's Go EV, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. The Pokemon RPG that is rumored that's set yeah. to be still yeah, yeah, yeah. released towards it. Was it the 2019? 2019. Yeah, next year. to be released in 2019. I think it's a good filler. And. A good reason to download Pokemon Go again if you care, but I refuse to upgrade my iOS still. <laughs> anyway, that's also an example of the fact that Nintendo doesn't really have much in the wagon aside from one game, which even though it's awesome, now going over Dude, to Sony. they got Metroid 4. They got some other shit. We'll see. We'll see what they come up with. We'll see we can't what they just come out knock with. them. Yeah. It's not knocking them, but now checking out Sony... Uh, I want to say, obviously, Fucking Kingdom Hearts 3. That's not a question. But barring that aside of a default favorite, I'm going to say Ghost of Tsushima. I think I want to see the gameplay footage of that. I mean, I'll give I've you seen, that. I've seen Spider-Man gameplay footage. That's not like I'm just a, saying, Spider-Man is going to be amazing. You've seen it, but I mean, you know what the story's be, about. But it's not, I haven't seen gameplay footage of that or Death Stranding. And those uh, are both games that they've Death been sort of, be sort of pushing since the Game Awards back in January. And that I sort of just want to see in action to a degree. Because I've seen Spider-Man in action, and it looks fucking incredible. And I traded in games at GameStop and got a... <laughs> uh, what's it called? A free free pre-order, and I use that for Spider-Man. So I, I pre-ordered Spider-Man, not on Amazon, because that shit's still not possible. Guess what? But Review 2023, because he's got God of War first. Thank you. When they get a new Spider-Man, I'm going to get This one coming out? All right. Well, it's interesting that you say for your PS4 one, you wanted Kingdom Hearts what's 3 for game? me. Mr. Shaking My Head. 
No, no, it was, it was Spider-Man. I really want to see Spider-Man. Oh. I think Spider-Man is a console seller just like God of War was. But for me, Kingdom Hearts fell into the Xbox fold because it's coming out on both. Ew, That's what just ew, Square Enix is doing. Ew. Please add and this I, man until I'm I don't have, uh, I don't have a PS4, so Kingdom I can't Hearts. experience Spider-Man. And Kingdom Hearts one. is coming out for Xbox, baby. Go buy it's coming one. out. Hey, Go when we one. get more funds, when they come in. Sony, bring it. you know what to do. Yeah, right. Sony, also, hook it oh, up. Which we forgot to tell you shit. Um, what? We completely forgot to tell listeners. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, Stitcher, so on and so forth. Anyway, I mean, <laughs> back to our schedule programming. Weirdest plug ever. What's your PC Weirdest game? Plug ever. What's your PC and game? Nothing. Moot. Okay, good. I think it's going to be Anthem. I think uh, EA Anthem and Bioware. That's a, that's, a, that's a console game. They showed it no. off for Xbox. It's I mean, an Xbox seller. It's so coming out now get to Microsoft. So you've defaulted your game choice for Microsoft to Anthem. What are you talking about, man? Dude, we talked about per console. I think, okay, the reason why I bring up Anthem, by the way, he does have a good point. It is coming out on multiple platforms. However, I started playing. Is it coming out on uh, PlayStation? I started. I don't think so. I started coming off. Uh, I started playing Mass Effect Andromeda on my computer, and I have a 2K monitor, and it's absolutely gorgeous. But it's made by the same company, as everyone knows, Bioware. Bioware is using their Frostbite engine, the same engine that is being utilized for Anthem. Anthem gameplay, or at least the trailer, looks very similar to by uh, to Mass Effect and what they're doing inside Mass Effect, and the way you jump around and move, and the environment. So I think. Merging those two things together into a new IP, the merging the the game mechanics of Mass Effect Andromeda into Anthem, it could be incredible, and I'm looking forward to what they reveal at E3 because you know it's gonna it's gonna come out. I agree. I agree. Okay. So now for Microsoft, yeah, what do you now got? you agree. Ugh. What is your biggest? I'm wait, agreeing what, to you disagree, say? Sean. <laughs> what's what's your biggest uh, reveal? Oh, what do you geez. think of the biggest reveal? My biggest reveal. Wait, no, no. What was Microsoft for you? Wait, okay. I thought we did per console, senor. So yeah, I did I mean, PS4, me, Xbox. Xbox, Switch, and what was your PC. Xbox yeah, one? my Xbox was Kingdom Hearts. So oh, okay. Kingdom Hearts oh, okay, for so me. Okay, so you rolled that one over. I- I'm going to say right, for right, Xbox, right. it's going to be... Likely, I want to say they're going to do a Splinter Cell game or a Halo game. Halo 6 obviously would be incredible. And it's funny, I was just reading an article, I don't even know where, but they mentioned how Nintendo and Sony saw a lot of leaks in their games, but Microsoft's been relatively quiet, so mm-hmm. they may not have a lot to potentially add on, but we'll see. Anyway, now, uh, what was the question? Biggest likely disappointment? No, 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 what is your biggest overall reveal? Oh, what do you think is the biggest, biggest reveal, reveal across the board? If you had to pick one, what would you most want to see, I guess? I'm going to say, it's like I had mentioned, I think it might have been on a show, maybe it was off the show, of wanting a separate, a, a new Splinter Cell game. That or Halo I want to say Halo 6. A Halo 6 reveal would be wild and would give people faith in Xbox. I'm glad you finally saw the light. That's exactly what I was going to say. If if Halo Six was announced, because there has been no rumors about it, it is completely no. off the cuff. But if which they did that, and three for three came out, it. which would be epic. Yes, you draw so much. The fan base would come back to Xbox. They'd flock back there, which would be sweet. Yeah, and separately, the true Xbox fan base sort of. 
we're, we're definitely coming back. Yeah, it's, for sure. it, it's weekend. I would say, uh, okay. The second best reveal, I'd say, is the Square Enix fucking... Did you know Square Enix was working with Marvel on yeah, a new potential game. game? It might be Avengers. Yeah, it might we be mentioned Guardians it of the Galaxy. on the, uh, Marvel, the Marvel video games uh, final app segment. So ridiculous. But what I mean is it's been under wraps and like you have no idea. If it's Guardians of the Galaxy, that'd be so cool. I think that'd be great. Um, what is your biggest disappointment? Go. Biggest disappointment is likely going to be. Oof, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Mm, I have to be a curmudgeon and say that I think I think Pokemon is going to be disappointing once we see it full through. Oof, that's rough. I know it's not I, what I want people- to. But it's what I think might not likely, but I can't think of anything else likely to disappoint. I, if we're talking about Microsoft, like Microsoft is likely to disappoint. You know, it's not like it's just already disappoint. Yeah, I it's gotcha, already I gotcha. disappointing. So if they do anything, I'm like nice. And if they don't, I'm like obviously you're Microsoft at this point, or you're right. Xbox at this point. I guess I'll hope for the best, the expect the worst. Exactly. But if I had to pick like an out of the blue, because I can't say much about Sony. Like, I already know Spider-Man will be dope. If Ghost of Tsushima or Death Stranding aren't cool-looking, I'm not going to particularly be disappointed because I'm not that invested in them, you know? Okay. I know Hideo Kojima is, like, a revered guy because he made, if the listeners aren't familiar, Hideo Kojima is the guy who, does, who created Metal Gear Solid and Snake, and now he's creating this new game with Norman Reedus, who is on... Uh, Walking Dead on the Walking, Walking Dead, Dead and people really love him and all this And but it's not really my jazz so I'll see it and if it's cool if it's cool if it's not it's not so as I said if I had to make a default choice just eliminating those all factors is something I'd be invested in and what I think might be slightly short of my hopeful expectations would be Pokemon which is why I said I'm just gonna kick the ball to be like alright I'll wait till 2019 all right all right um yeah my biggest disappointment i think unfortunately we just talked about bungie and how we don't want them to be disappointing i think destiny 2 the reveal of their new expansion is going to be disappointing why because oh, destiny, give, 2, has destiny just 2 that should that should gone to me I'm just saying they're they're coming out with an E3 demo of their new drop and I think uh, their new expansion pack rather. I just I just know it's going to be disappointing because for some reason Destiny has not been living up to its hype, the potential that it had. And that's that is just my opinion. A lot of people still play it, a lot of people love it and love the raids and all that stuff. I just never it never gripped me as much as I thought it would the same way like Halo or some shit did. So Yeah, agreed. That's it. All right. Agreed. Now, we get to the final final lap, and that is, how afraid should Microsoft be a failure? And I have nothing really to say about this, so I'm excited about your rant. Please, please go on. Actually, when I say I have nothing to say about this, I will rebut you, but that's about it. I think that Microsoft has, even though we were jokingly saying nothing to lose, I think it has a lot... I think it potentially has a lot to lose relative to what Nintendo is putting on the table because I feel like PlayStation has now... You're finding 
increasingly it used to be like, why should I get a PlayStation? Why should I get an Xbox? Why should I get a Nintendo? And that used to sort of become the type of gamer you are. And now, instead, when people can get multiple systems, you've sort of found a dedication for each. So having gotten a PS4, I'm like, wow, there's so many incredible single-player games that I could just sit here and play endlessly on PS4 because no other console is offering that. But... If I go to Nintendo, that gives me a type of gameplay and style of gameplay and the portability, which we had spoken about, which has become its own niche. Why am I going to Microsoft? So I always say Microsoft, even though I mean Xbox. So why would I go to Xbox? Because it has an entertainment console system? Well, shit, I have that on my television now. I don't need the smart TV that the, you know... Right. Xbox used to offer, which it was, hey, we're going to be, which is what the Xbox One had initially launched as, which is we're going to be this entertainment hub. console and yeah, the media, media console. Yeah. And the media hub idea didn't work because then the TV makers were like, well, shit, why don't we just put Fuck HBO? You. Hey, exactly. here's HBO go on your TV. So what are you going to do? Boot up your Xbox, use your controller, and go? No, I push a single damn button and boom, I'm on HBO Go or yeah, HBO yeah, Now. Yeah. I don't know the difference between the names, but irrelevant. But so. There's sort of an existential crisis there because, you know, they have a few IPs, which, don't get me wrong, aren't bad, and they're trying to reboot what their whole image is. And so, you know, why Microsoft? Oh, oh Jesus fucking Christ. Why Xbox? Because, <laughs> because the fact is... If they're not offering you what the other two are offering, then they're just going to offer you sort of a vanilla version of what you could get on the PS4. And if there's no God of War-esque game coming out for Microsoft, so unless they come out with Halo, which it's got to be the biggest banger of all time to save Xbox One, and... If they come out Gears of War, Gears of War already has its market. It's not like... And this is the same question we're talking about with the Switch, which is, yo, you already have your market with these games. Something like Fortnite's an example of something new, which is why people try to copy the Battle Royale. I know this is all off point, but then it'll come back in a circle and I'll be done with it in like a minute because we know this episode has run, run long. But, right. Uh, so the fact is that like it was like oh wow this can expand to new markets and so if the switch was moving and the sony playstation is just a fixture you're not moving that shit it is like sort of synonymous with gaming you know because the ps2 was sort of a whatever the case is but now you have the xbox crisis of faith i don't know what they can come out with even if it's splinter cell and this like if those are games are coming out with they have to just release a massive volume of games that they can keep on the game pass or they have to take the idea that sony do like yo, i love spyro if i can't if i have an xbox i can't play spyro you know and so they Mm -hmm. have the ability now to get the nostalgia factor too which is a huge dollar so sony can come up with that and so you know what is xbox what can xbox really do to compete with that as well i don't know which is why they should be very afraid of failure because I thought when the Game Pass was coming out, we're like, this could be big, but it was risky because they tied its potential success to Sea of Thieves, you know? And and we had talked about that on this and to be like, that, I get it, but Sea of Thieves better be the game if you're tying the fate of this brand new business model to it. And the game was not, which is why I sort of, you know, 
throw rocks at it to be like, yo, you were an overpromised game that underdelivered, and you know, and now they don't really have much. When we talk about Anthem, like I'm excited, mm-hmm. but we'll see. You know, I feel like is it would it be any surprise if if Ubisoft got pressure from <laughs> Xbox team to be like, hey. Bro, you want to get another uh, Assassin's Creed game out there for us? Like, we need something to right. So, we'll see. All right. To There's summarize everything you say. To summarize everything you say, said. they have a existential crisis on their hands that's larger no, no, than I, just I got you. What I was going to do is I was trying to summarize it. It's just like, all the other companies have their niche. Xbox does not right now. Xbox doesn't have as many good IPs. Those are the points I heard you make, and I totally agree with that. They definitely did tie the initial release of Game Pass to Sea of Thieves. However, Sea of Thieves is definitely ongoing. I think they're releasing patches. That's okay. Um, Game so Pass no itself sky, is not a failure, though. I don't think it's a failure because it's you do have all yet. those old it's games. It's not a failure yet. I'm just saying, like, you have all those old games, and Sea of Thieves was just the first of many new IP, many new AAA not, titles coming out there. It's not a failure yet, so. but they don't have a lot of future titles in the pipeline, and which is why they're heavily aggressively trying to acquire a large... Uh, Microsoft is going, like we said, into the cloud market. They're going to a services-based industry, and they're definitely leading the charge in my mind yeah, in terms of what that can offer. Yeah, and they will be RIP'd unless they start coming up with a more creative way of offering, because I didn't realize Game Pass has cyclical games where they take them off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I mean, it's the same as the Netflix, and whatever you call it, their thing. But anyway, anyway, I understand. I feel you. Um, I'm looking forward to E3. Personally, I'm definitely just excited to see what, you know, it's my favorite time of the year. I'll be honest. It's my favorite time of year because I get to see all of my favorite games, everything that I can get excited about. I get to see what I'm going to get at Christmas. I get to see, you know, what I get to spend my time on because video games are my hobby and definitely my passion. Like, I love them. I love them to death. And I think, Solo, you feel the same way. So, like, Amen. it's going to be excited this next week. And I'm, I'm going to be excited play this next week. and purchase every single game I see at this E3 by 2023. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, sorry we ran a little long, but this was a... Uh, this was an E3 extravaganza special. And so we'll get back mm-hmm. to our normal hour long episodes. And so, you know, we hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. It was good to get back to it. I always feel every time we sit down to record, it feels like it's been forever. But expect some new things for the coming week. And yep. Ex- yeah, yeah, yeah. Expect, expect some it. updates and appreciate you uh, listening. Yeah. Please reach out. Let us know you're out there. And again, we're looking for people to hit us up on Twitter. Let us know if you're comfortable being on the show or let us know if you want to share your stories and we'll, uh, we'll share them. We'll, we'll share them to everybody. for you. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Text or right. audio. It's up. We'll see you next week. Have a good night and we shall see you in the midst of E3.